episode 134 of Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, a.k.a. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's what our podcast feed is called. Carl, what's the movie today? Today the movie is Ernest Saves Christmas. Uh, oh, you can, if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, and Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. So we... Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been Eagle, Michael. Mad. I like that version. Hello, welcome to Mad. Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. God, what a mouthful. AKA L W A F L M O Y T. Why won't that cold go away? Uh, my name is Mike Spiegelman. I'm on the phone with Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Glad to be here. Yes, we are watching Looking a full-length movie on YouTube. We want you to listen to the podcast and watch the movie as we go along. Carl selected the movie this uh, episode this week, and I'm very excited. Uh, <laughs> I did some research. Oh, I have to go get my backpack. I have all my notes mm. in there. Uh, well, I will go ahead and I'll cover whatever. No, you it's want. all right. I got. I got our our uh, countdown king is uh, picking it up for me. Uh, we're okay. going to get him on the mic, and what we're going to do is we want you to go to YouTube. And uh, Carl, what was the movie you selected? I'm sorry about that, Mike. I felt the same way when you chose that biodome. Uh, I chose Ernest Saves Christmas, and I recommend the publisher McSanta.com. Okay, sounds good. Go to McSanta.com uh, channel and find Ernest Saves Christmas. Click the link, hit right. pause, and we have none other than Paul Brumbaugh, one of the second most popular podcaster here at Muni Radio, <laughs> where we broadcast live every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. His podcast is called Edge of Insanity. Uh, you can find it on iTunes, or you can listen to it live two hours before our show. Hi, Paul. Hi. Good to see you, uh, Mike, yeah. and good to hear you, Carl. Good to hear you. Let's count her down. All right, Paul, get ready to count it down. All right, right here we go. Three, you click it. You guys know the drill. Put your finger on that little button and let it hover over the triangle in three, two, one, go. All right. You know, it's funny. I played the uh, this by mistake on uh, 
Pulse broadcast, and he goes, oh, oh Touchstone Pictures. <laughs> he recognized that intro. It's a Silver Screen Partners 3 production. I believe that's Joel Silver handles that. Now, can we listen with the volume? It is, like, it doesn't have copyright issues. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe oh, this song will... Uh... So here we go. Ernest Saves Christmas. You know... Uh... There's no live action in these uh, opening credits. They're pictures no. that everybody right. are familiar with. These are Coca-Cola commissioned, uh, which I find very appropriate for this movie, that we start off with yeah. a fucking advertisement. <laughs> well, you know, Santa does come. The way we think of Santa today was born in a Coca-Cola ad in 36, I think. Yeah, I think I got. A, I think it was 1931 was when his first commission. It was a guy named Samon or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he used, the story goes, he used the uh, poem Twas the Night Before Christmas or whatever it's officially called yeah. to inspire his version of Santa Claus. But that's what we think of when we think of Santa Claus. It's right. very apropos of this movie, as we will find out, that they use the picture of a Coca-Cola ad for what our version there of Santa is. is. There's the Coca-Cola. Not a minute into the movie, there's a fucking ad. Oh, sorry. Let me no, mute out Oh, you can't help yourself. That Christmas music is so infectious. <laughs> so, Ernest, this was his third movie, his second for Disney. And uh, it's a character played by Jim Varney. And uh, I guess the first one he did for Disney was called Ernest Goes to Camp. Right, right, right. Right, so now we're six months later. We're going to save Christmas. Now, sometimes he's funny in this one, man. I'm not going to... Well, you know, Carl, I'm really (laughs) glad you picked this one because I have a great memory of you. I think it was your fiancé at the time. Maybe you guys just got married. Uh, It was 20-odd years ago, and I was at your house, and you had a copy of Ernest Goes to Jail. (laughs) Yeah. Was, were you guys married back then? Because uh, she really loves I, you, Carl. I think it was fiance. I think it was fiance. She really loves you because we put on this movie, right? And we're just, you know, and you're like, I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and you were laughing at every fucking bit. Bobby and Chuck, everything. And God bless your wife, your fiance, because she still loves you for that. <laughs> yeah, despite. Despite laughing at Ernest movies. Uh, well, here we go. We're at Orlando uh, Airport. And Santa Claus is talking. You know, this is one of those weird films. You mentioned this too, that the main character doesn't start the movie off. Yeah, I know. It's it is very different. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean Ernest isn't exactly sticking by the rules. Right. I just saw a movie called Life of the Party with Melissa McCarthy, and it has this aerial shot and it goes right into the street level. And the first voice you hear is Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. But not yep. this one. We have Businessman and Santa Claus. That's how we start off. Uh, well, yeah, and Businessman is just like not even a player in the film. That breaks a rule, too. Well, he does show up in the end. They do a callback. Right, yeah. right, that's right. But they didn't have to. You know, There was no reason to do a callback, but it was kind of nice that they wrapped up this character's arc. Well, yeah, actually, now that you've reminded me that, this is apropos him being here. And it is a bit part both times. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Yeah. He didn't oh, sing any Christmas words tree. except. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. <laughs> so annoying for the guy. <laughs> He's a gabber. You know, that reminds me of my favorite Christmas song, which goes Christmas, 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 Christmas. Have you heard it? 
<laughs> no. Christmas, 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 Christmas. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it, I started hearing it in September. Every, every season. Yeah. We are uh, recording this uh, as we do live, and this is the... Uh, now, our... Look at the effect in the back. Okay, I'm looking. What, the green light? He's he's driving like a maniac. Well, he, the guy in the back seat uh, is slides. He, he's got him on like a dolly. Oh, yeah. Oh, so did he fly out of his car? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I have to say, this is excellently shot. I, I have a big problem with movies shot in Florida because the wind is so bad that it just throws me out of the picture. That they can't. But this one, like, the yeah. weather's under control on the camera. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we are, TSA, pre-9-11. And look at the national fucking car rental in the background. You think that was... Yeah, they made a little money there? Yeah, they got a shout-out, national car rental in the end credits. Let me tell you all the. Prom- Here's what this movie promotes: uh, Coca-Cola, Eastern Airlines, National Rent-a-Cars, the Marines. Big Pen is the advertisement on top of his uh, van of his cab, mm-hmm. which we only mm-hmm. see in the first 15 minutes. The cab, and then uh, right, right, he's fired. He's yeah. fired. Oh, he's fired. You're absolutely right. Amtrak, uh, Ryder, FTD Flowers, and uh, right, right, yeah. FTDs. That's right. So we're we're here with Santa Claus. This is the classic trope where nobody believes he's Santa Claus. It's a miracle okay, on Thirty Fourth Street. Okay, buddy. Nice to see you, old man. Oh, Take have a good now. trip to the loony bin there, Santa. <laughs> you see that? That mook thinks he's Santa Claus. And Santa's always like the innocent dummy. Right. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, he's all about faith. He has faith in himself, and maybe you should have fucking faith in Santa Claus. God damn it. God Christmas, damn Christmas, it. Christmas, 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 We've seen some. Uh, are you done? I'm sorry, I had to cram Christmas down your throat. So, <laughs> no, this whole movie will. Oh yeah. Well, the, so well, what Ernest does is he fucks up, and instead of take care of it properly, he runs away. It's very bad character. Well, he's he's uh, he acts like a kid. I think like one of the appealing things about Ernest is that he is very kid like. So that's what a yeah. kid would do. A kid would run away. Ooh, ooh. But they're angry Japanese businessmen because they and they have umbrellas in Orlando. So he doesn't do the mature thing. He runs. Yeah, in an airport now, in 1980. Uh, seven minutes exactly. What about you? Oh, uh, let me go ahead and mosey over to the computer. Mosey. Oh, uh, I had seven nineteen now. 719 okay would you pause um no no uh yes would you pause at seven you tell me when you're pausing okay all right all right i'm using the uh other mic i'm at 738 so i'm gonna pause it at 740 743, 4, 5. All right. And off he goes. Ernest took a new fare, and it's Santa Claus. Uh-huh. I am Ernest. Now, 
because I've seen Ernest Scared Stupid, uh-huh. Ernest, I've seen a million Ernest movies. These two players are always in Ernest movies. So this is and Chuck and Bobby. <laughs> and then what's the cr- one guy's face is so ugly, is so crazy. He's an, know, he, was a Nash- he was in Nashville. He was in Nashville library uh, librarian. Uh huh. And then he got into the Ernest movies. Uh, you're right, because when we watched this movie, it was Bobby and Chuck. There's Bobby is kind of more rotund, and, and Chuck, no, or vice versa. Bobby is the skinny one, and the, the more robust gentleman, as we were, uh, is Chuck. And they were both in uh, this movie and Scared Stupid. And I should mention, yeah. because this is going to play an important part in the film, at, when this film was released, there was the Hey Vern, Hey Vern, it's Ernest TV show. Oh, look, Keep Christ in Christmas bumper sticker. You're a fucking ad spokesman doing a right. Christmas movie, and you're telling me to keep Christ in Christmas. Why, why don't you keep uh, your I'll, fucking advertisements up? I have something up. to say about that, too, after you're done. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me, because we just well, saw it. That keep Christ in Christmas, right? I'll tell you how to do it exactly. No presents. If there are no presents, then the only people who would be there, you know, give it 10 years or something, but, Right? It'd be like Thanksgiving to people. We all get together and we decorate a tree. If there are no presents, it's only about the religion. I, I agree, and that would change the economy in a bit. And so companies yeah. don't have to base their uh, their fourth Thanks quarter, the third quarter on it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than getting fired days before Christmas because your company has no work because it's done. Yeah, that's right. We prepared for fourth quarter in third quarter. Right. Thank you for coming. You're seasonal. Yeah. Oh, our business is making uh, video games for Christmas, and that's why we were so busy. And now that it's fourth we quarter and we're, we're shipping, we're going to have to fire you because it just took so much money. Right. Unless you're good at shipping. Okay, look at this bad thing. This is horrible value. <laughs> he selfishly stops to get his tree. He's backing up <laughs> in the uh, Orlando Parkway, freeway, highway, and he's running out to get a Christmas tree. And yeah, there's a lot of carnage going on. <laughs> but he was and thinking about him, Christmas tree. Now watch this. Watch the broken glass ah! so he throws in the back seat. Smash! <laughs> <laughs> See, you're right that he's like an eight-year-old, but if you really put an eight-year-old in adult situations, this is what would happen. Right. Dangerous, screwed-up stuff. So it's appropriate that Santa Claus would be in the back seat of this, like, man-child <laughs> truck. We should mention, uh, so uh, those two people we saw, this is one of the awkward structures of this film is that it cuts back and forth to other players. And Bobby and Chuck, it reminds me of the movie yeah. Barbershop when they kept cutting back to these two uh, ATM thieves. And then going back to Ice Cube. Uh, this one, they work uh, TSA. Uh, no, they work in shipping, I guess. It's, and they uh, yeah, cargo. And they receive a mysterious package which contains Santa's reindeer. Spoiler alert! There they go. Oh, look at so, that! They're staring in the camera like they're Vern. So in, it says elves, and he he thinks it's an M. So it's elms, like the tree. M M M M M. That's funny, right? Uh, it can be because he's waiting for L. I don't know. It, it's but, potentially you know funny. Did you laugh at it when it wrapped up? I don't know. Well, I thought it was funny that the, the, I liked the chemistry between these two guys and that they're fighting over yeah. the letter. I thought it was funny. But the point is that they're waiting for helper elms, uh, helper el- uh, elms to pick up the, the package. Elms. Yeah. Did you see his eye joke? Yeah, flick there. Do you see the big pen ad? Yeah. 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 
That's, that was not coincidental. Also, the car number is 69. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. was noticing that. It's so not Vern. Yeah, Vern's not sexual. Ernest, I mean. No, he has no libido. Maybe he goes like, hey, Vern, you're sucking my cock? <laughs> maybe that's where the camera is. <laughs> so maybe uh, every now and then, I don't think I've even seen him do a fake Bugs Bunny. Maybe he's done a shtick where it's like, I'm in love, boys and girls, you know? Right. He's no, no, he's never, wow. there's never been a romantic. We uh, we are talking about the Ernest films, and we're talking like about... Yeah, so I just want to mention uh, here in the Ernest Cinematic Univern, see what I did there? <laughs> this movie uh, is very particular. Oh, here's our another uh, uh, co-star. This is a runaway, which nobody right, calls the cops on. I swear, we go out, right. and he says he has the money, and then we eat. And, and she calls herself Harmony Star. Which, now, the thing is, yeah. like, if it was, you know, with, with um, um, Ernest, Right? There's no sexual attraction with this girl. Right? And she's not very sexy any old way, but still. But think, if it was Pee Wee Herman's show. Oh, yeah. Wow, wow. So I should mention that Hey Vern, It's Ernest was a Saturday morning live action show on CBS at 10 a.m. And I believe mm-hmm. like Pee Wee's Playhouse was also on that lineup, maybe at right. 10.30. And that's why I'm comparing them. Yeah. You know, they were contrasting at the time, both kind of like for kids, but not really. He, he told, he was talking to people, I guess, in the 85. I, I clicked all the links on the Wikipedia page. And he was saying the difference between him and Pee Wee is that when he goes to interviews, get interviewed, he is Jim Varney. Whereas mm-hmm. he said, Paul Rubens always has to be in character. Well, yeah, and the way I hear it, maybe after, maybe later, like, oh, he was always Pee-wee at one time. He would say to you, when we meet, do you want me to be myself or the character? And I'm not doing both. Huh, that's interesting. Speaking of Christmas and Pee-wee Herman, my brother gets Christmas cards from Pee-wee Herman every year. My brother oh, Adam yeah. hosts the Proudly Resents podcast. He... Uh, he interviewed. He did a pre-interview with for Paul uh, Rubens for a, a talk show, and Paul Rubens mm-hmm. really liked my brother. And he said, "From now on, you're getting Christmas cards from me." Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's quite an honor. I, I should ask him if he got one this year. So yeah, uh, but I wanted to make this point. So that was in 1988. So the the uh, his TV show was from the. Uh, September to December and then it was out and that's mm-hmm. in 1988 and the last episode aired was uh, December 24th so right. this movie is takes place in real time they've clearly point out that it's December 23rd because they have this deadline that, the, that Santa has to achieve right. and they mention the year so this is 1988 according to the film we will see the mm-hmm. year listed so in this universe in the next day will be the last episode of Hey Vern will air on CBS. So he probably meant that in the... No, I don't think so. I don't think they don't mean anything. Oh, but, oh. But I find it interesting that this is specifically December 23rd to the 25th, 1988, and just so happens the last television show of his yeah. aired on the 24th. So, in real life. Now, I'd like to point out that Vern just... Uh, sorry, Ernest just... Uh, freed him from having to owe 32 bucks. He just said, you know... How does that work? Oh, it's Christmas. Well, the thing is, like, it's such a commercial movie, and then this guy's like, I don't care about money. It was so... 
contrasty. Okay, here's another regular of the movies of uh, Ernest. Really? The, yeah, she's all she shows up all the time. Now I, I looked her up, and she's a vaudevillian actor. Oh, here we go. Here we're going to meet the uh, the other girl. Ah, oh, me too. Me. He's doing a uh, yeah, dinosaur puppet show, which kids love. For millions of years, dinosaurs ruled... The now, when I saw his face, Carl, I freaked out. I go, I know that guy. Right. Yeah, but he has a beard. Yeah, but you know his face, not from Ernest movies. He's just a star in this one. Yeah, no, he's a star in this one. I've seen him in MASH and... Um, oh, right, right, right. He did a bunch of episodes, but he was on a, a couple of shows, and if I could find it... Oh, here we go. Life Goes On. He was a regular on Bob Newhart show. Bob and- Newhart, yeah. And he was in Billy Jack Goes to Washington, which was the third. It was the next Billy Jack after uh, the trial. The one we missed. Yeah. Right. But he's he's known. He has a gap tooth and uh, he, <laughs> kind of a boyish look to him. And here he's a, ch- a fired children's host who's yeah. going to get a gig with a set on Christmas. He's going to be working Christmas Eve. Well, he's really he's good. Yeah, it's all about the offer. Yeah. What do I do? His crisis of conscience. So Santa Claus wants to turn this guy into Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa Claus has run out of magic, run out of steam, and it happens every 90 years or so. And so he needs to pick someone now who can be the new Santa, just like he in the past had been chosen. Now here's the money, money agent guy. Yeah. Excuse me, this takes place at the uh, Orlando Children's Museum. I don't know if that's a thing. This is well, a prof- yeah. The the um, fired host of the TV, sh- the fired kids, t- that guy. He, he, I don't know. Somehow Santa knew he was going to be appearing there and entertaining the children. Right, he was flying. He's like, I better take a plane and catch him before he's done with the pu- uh, puppet show. Right. By the way, they really cheaped out here with the elves count. How many elves do you think should be in a Santa movie? Well, I think it's supposed to be like elves, uh, you know, Santa's helpers. I mean, you have an army, maybe 14 to 20. You have two elves in this movie. Right. They were going (laughs) cheap. Well, they were non-union, too, so they had a a lot of issues with that. Okay, here comes the manager. Now, this guy is so 80s. Check out how he rolls up the sleeves of his suit. Yep. Look at the lapels on his suit. Yeah. It's it's kind of Miami Vice style. It is very Florida, I guess. We could just pass it off as Florida. Yeah, good point. Now, of course, this is the one who plays the, oh, humor the old man who thinks he's Santa. Plays <laughs> sure, yeah, I'll get you help, buddy. Yeah. Frosty oh, the snowman. All right. <laughs> cuckoo, cuckoo. Cuckoo. I mean, Merry Christmas, Christmas spirit. Now, I, I just want to get this off the fence. Ernest was a character that was originally a TV, and I, we'll talk about it later. It was a TV commercial spokesman, and he was so popular that uh, they they initially did an independent production movie, didn't fly, but Disney got involved and released uh, very successful, cheap to make, very high profit movies starring Ernest. My yeah. big beef with this movie is that this character was always a salesman. And Christmas is a very commercial time of year. And I just find it tacky that a TV commercial uh, spokesman is doing a full-length Christmas movie. 
You know, mm-hmm. that's not really the spirit. And also, it's the subgenre of films where they were based on commercials, like Uncle Drew or Space Jam, where you're paying uh-huh. good money to see basically a 90-minute version of a commercial that you saw on TV for a while. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it entertains you, and therefore, you forgive it that, and what happens is, culturally, we become cheaper. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, like, I like Ernest, I like Jim Varney, but I think they shot themselves in the foot, the director and him, when they just went, they didn't shoot themselves in the foot, they they went straight to the they bank. They shot their integrity, yeah. From day one. Yeah. This character was always, it was created by an ad agency uh, to sell, a, to do a commercial for an amusement park that they didn't want to show the interior. So they created a super fan called Ernest P. Worrell. And uh, the director who directs all the Ernest movies, Don Cherry, or John Cherry, uh, said, hey, why don't you just be this character? You know, And that's how the character came about. And they were able to do a successful campaign of doing regional commercials featuring this character. This character pitched various products, did not give a shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, whatever, whoever hired him. Yeah. Because this isn't the Mitchell entire guy. This is the purity ice cream guy and the Brahm ice cream guy and the you know, Mountain Dew and Sprout, Sprite and uh, local weatherman. Sometimes in my spare time, I'm going to try to YouTube some of his commercials and see. I that, mean, he that, always has been dressed the same. Right. It's a radiator repairman cap, uh, a leather uh, denim vest. I actually have a quote from him. Uh, it's a lovely outfit that can be worn gracefully six days a week, he told the Associated Press in 1984. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, he was just... It's a lovely outfit that can be... He probably did it in his accent. That's <laughs> not the right word, but his, like, shtick. Oh, no, I'm sure he's like a... Dis- this guy was like a very talented... Uh, you know, he, he was very talented at a young age, even. And right. he became a, he tried to make it in Hollywood as a comedian and was a contemporary of Robin Williams and Freddie Prince Jr. And when that didn't really pan out, he went back to Kentucky, to Nashville, actually. And he went back to the ad agency where he got shot some ads. And him and John Cherry kind of made a hit with Ernest. Mm-hmm. I love how his name is Ernest, which means serious. Oh, yeah. Right. He's a goofball. Right. Okay, so he's doing it right now. Good. I'm playing. Let me patronize you. Right. You got to patronize the old man who thinks he's Santa Claus. <laughs> burn, 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 burn. What? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah, we me and Vern go back we're a long way. Burn. We spend the holidays together. Right. So the Vern stick is that he talks directly into the camera, which we got a lot of shots for a theatrically released movie like this, and to his friend Vern about whatever product he's pitching. So they're going to Vern's house right now. This is the MGM, the Disneyland MGM studio lot. Uh-huh. Know what I mean? They tore it down in 2002. It was originally opened as Disney Studios, MGM Pictures. This was the first movie they made there, and now it's just like Disney Hollywood Studios or whatever. There's no MGM on it. Finger mm-hmm. sandwiches and cheese balls and bean dip he really likes her now by regional these these commercials played in like nashville and and uh we're we're from new jersey we had a different regional commercial starring Vern, where he patiently listened to his uh hick rube uh friend talk about hello <laughs> yellow oh uh-huh. well that sounds like there a terrific beverage here we go here we have Vern. who slams the door in his face a friend of yours Oh, Vern's just like that. He'll do anything for a laugh. Come on. 
Hey, Vern! Right, so the cameraman is Vern. So when it got to this point in the movie, I was so, like, tickled and refreshed. Like, we're actually, we're getting the shtick we know him for. Right, but I would pay money. I want to hear Vern or see Vern. Right, and we will not. We will not. He doesn't even say, will you get that Christmas tree out of my house? (laughs) Right. Don't worry, Vern, I'll make it fit. Now, what happened was when you said, we're doing Biodome, I sank in my seat and I said, oh, no, (laughs) it's just just not going to be funny, right? Right. But then I went and watched Biodome and researched and learned about and, you know. And you were right. With Biodome. And it it was bad. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, here's the cops and we're going to say, sure you are, old man. We'll take you down to the station where it's warm. There'll be plenty of eggnog. Okay. (laughs) It seems so harmless. You don't know her from Ernest film? I, I, yeah, she's, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Walking around with play money in his Yeah, pocket, other pretending stuff. Pretending to be Santa. So, um, so then when we got to do the episode of Biodome, it didn't suck. It was okay. It's boring. It falls apart. But, but I mean, we enjoyed, like, there was lots to talk about. Right. And when the, I also liked very much the stick when the scientist goes insane. So, isn't it true that once you watched this film and got into him a little bit, it's not so terrible? No, yeah, I, I actually was going to say that. You're absolutely right. It's not a bad movie. We like Tim Varney. We like Ernest. I just am yeah. a little bitter that they sold out Ernest from the beginning. Uh, well, which, it really yeah. makes for interesting content because you're so dead on the money, right on, you know, hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah. You know, one of the things that's on YouTube, so actually, you know, during the 80s, this uh, his movies were popular and then they were also popular on home video which you would go to Blockbuster and they released a lot more in fact his last four movies were direct to video they still released the yeah, movie well, they, I just want to say something to that yeah. this is good, Ernest Scared Stupid is good but that's it man, the rest of the Ernest movies yeah. they're, not, they're not good and you watch the whole thing and you're not laughing Actually, maybe I should include Ernest Scared Stupid in that. It was a great title, but yeah, there's only this one scene. He's in a treehouse, and he's like, oh, they've got those claw things. Because I was <laughs> that I cracked up and was laughing. That was the only laugh in the movie. The only memory I have of Ernest film is watching you gleefully enjoy an Ernest movie while your fiance <laughs> questions the marriage. No, she stood, behind, she stood by her man. Like She, she said, okay, well, this is the man I'm going to marry. To- the, I, if there's a listening public, I just want to tell you that, like, half of the laughing at Ernest isn't because it's a great movie. It's because it's so stupid. Right. Too. Oh, yeah. The guy, you know the guy's kidding, and he's bad lots of times. There's even He's very good. He's very good. But when he's bad, it's still a gem in there because it's so stupid. It's funny. I don't know. Well, what I like is that he, uh, he, does, he has more than a catchphrase. He will say something funny. That's unexpected, yeah. and it's in within character. So Ernest does have a vocabulary. It's just uh, that's one of the charms yeah. is that he just throws some phrase at you, and you go, "Oh, <laughs> you know." <laughs> Did you see him pulling the uh, electric wire? Yeah, out so we were at Fern's house. Sheet rock. I mean, it's funny. There he is. He's still doing. <laughs> he's it. still talking to Vern while he's wrecking Vern's house. 
when uh so when these movies first came out they were very popular on video and they decided to cash in not by uh, uh yes you're right by like they've got like if we make another we'll get a payday right if we make another we'll get a payday we have three That's hours true. of earnest commercials why don't we create a video cassette that people can rent at blockbuster and uh, they could watch 90 minutes of commercials they so that was our streaming right? Today's streaming on Netflix or whatever it is. Yeah. That was, everyone would just send to the video store and make their choices for the week or the night. So you see Ernest and you'll see Ernest Graves hits volume one, volume two, and you rent it or buy it. Uh, My wife's sister said, uh, I was told had a copy and you would watch it and you're basically watching commercials for entertainment because it has Ernest in it. Yeah. You paid money for Blockbuster to watch commercials. It's amazing. Will you buy that product? Yeah. That's the question. He did like a purity ice cream, I think it was. Oh, uh, right now he's doing a funny shtick he does. Like he talks uh, like a know-it-all. And uh, allowing for the vernal equinox on the Tropic of Cancer, he might just pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to impress a runaway. He talks shit like that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's not once called the cops or her mom. See, I would have also not called the cops or her mom. But what? I think my motivation... Oh yeah, it wouldn't be Vern like at all. It would, yeah, you would not be like, earnest as you were. I'd probably be still and stay in the state. Think, yeah, I went to Birkenox for the Tropic of Cancer. Am I just <laughs> pull this off, baby? <laughs> all right, well, now we're going to grind the movie to a halt and get back to Chuck and Bobby. These guys remind me. We mentioned this on another episode. These guys remind me of Medea's friends, Aunt Bam. Uh-huh. And, Bam, uh huh. And Bam, Bam, and. Oh, what was the other one? I have. Yeah, yeah. What's her name? B. 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 Yeah. So who's they show up in a lot of the Medea movies. Bam, you got to take a shower once in a while. Hattie. Bam and Hattie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Bam's great. And the daughter counts. Like, the daughter's there enough. Yeah, but she's a regular. To be a player. But the only difference I see is that a lot of times Chuck and Bobby in the Ernest movies, the two Ernest movies that they're both in, they're separate to the Ernest plot. And they eventually right, they all they, collide, but Bam and Hattie are yeah. always sitting on, next to uh, Medea and her husband. Yeah, that's right. They're players in. Yeah, right. Those two, they they're off in the side in the subplot. Now it's relevant. Yeah. They get the reindeers. They find out the reindeers fly. We get a little humor out of that. But it's, it's eventually but eventually it's they separate. meet Ernest. But it doesn't go. Now I just right. want to mention they're looking at Santa's bag, and when they open up the bag, inside is glowing. Can you name me three other movies that have glowing insides? Whether they open a suitcase or car yeah. trunk. Well, yeah. There's Repo Man. Repo Man. Yeah, that's the car trunk. And I think you just gave me that from the car trunk. Yeah. Um. And there's two movies with a suitcase that glowed. I didn't see that Harry Potter one, but is oh, that Oh, I don't know if it? it's Harry Potter. I was thinking of Mike Hammer's Kiss Me Deadly. Don't know. Oh, yeah. Because he was... Mike he had, Hammer. Yeah, he had a suitcase full of, like, nuclear uh, goo or whatever, and he opened it up, and it glows the nuclear. And then in Pulp Fiction, they open up the uh, suitcase, and it glows as well inside. Yeah, that's right. Uh, not that you would know it, but there's an episode of Star Trek they do that. You're absolutely right. I would not know that. People look in this box and they would go insane. Huh. They would open the box and it's like the light would go on their face and they'd go, the music would go, da, 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 and they go, ah, and then it's like cut to commercial. It was actually a box for uh, Cards Against Humanity game. They're like, what the fuck is this shit? 
Uh, okay, so now we have more placating the crazy. A couple of hot meals, you'd be out on the street before you could say Frosty the Snowman. But you'd be an awful lot better if you'd give me a real name. I've been telling you. I've been telling I am blissfully ignorant. Well, don't you have a, another name? Some people call me Saint Nicholas. <laughs> That's ridiculous, Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas. Carathus, you have one phone call. <laughs> I, 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 I can't explain. I'm, I'm just ignorant. I'm from a different time, a different place. Oh, I don't need a phone call. I already know what my destiny calls out. <laughs> so one thing I, I there's always some lady who like likes the old man. Right, and I, I think I am to be pointed out that the old lady in this movie and him were on, both on an episode of Cheers. Oh. So, for what that's worth. So the old lady who I say is an earnest regular yeah. and our star who's the Santa fire children. No, oh. no, Santa Claus. Santa oh, and her played a couple, like an elderly couple in Sears. Cool. I might be wrong, but it's on IMDb. You could go ahead and look it up. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know what? I, one thing I got to mention that I... If we can do that, if we can be like, I might be wrong, I'm going to make up a bunch of that. <laughs> They made a Did movie. Did you know this cell yeah. right here was the same cell as Forty Eight Hours with? Uh, no, Murphy. I didn't. No, get really. Well, I don't know. Could be. No, yeah, it was trading places. Yeah. It's my bullshit. That's right. Yeah. So here we are we're in the Florida prison, Orlando, and they're all laughing at Santa. And now Ernest has a house. See, look, it says December twenty fourth, seven a.m. So Christmas this is Eve. yeah, Christmas Eve morn. At seven a.m. <laughs> that was. If his show was on at 10 a.m., that would be better because... Oh, that's right. It's three hours before the final episode of his TV show. Oh, he's probably West West Coast time. Oh, right. No, no, he's got three hours East Coast time. He let the girl see... Look at her, look at her. Untouched, untouched. She's not soiled. You're the worst. I don't need to hear that. Me? No, that's a good thing. Now, he does this pancake stick in one of the commercials where he throws it up in the air and doesn't come down until he puts a plate underneath it. Of course, that means they're like stuck with like the plaster dust of the <laughs> ceiling. It's gross. It's just totally unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. He has so a. He has he's a, re he's recycling shtick right now. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think they're playing off of it because the pancakes do fall down, and then at the end of the commercial, a final one falls. But he's having a big speech right now with the runaway, and he's been flipping pancakes during the whole thing, and they're not falling down yet. So you said that you're you're still your vision is people are watching this and not watching the listening to this and not watching the movie sometimes. Well, sometimes we have to professionally make sure that our stuff is entertaining if you're not listening watching the movie. But goddamn, oh. you should be watching the movie. Okay, okay, good. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's the concept. We're not a podcast. We are just yet another bullshit commenting about shit. No, we're a real podcast. Oh. We got a theme. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, we have a, a thing. We should have a commercial. If we had a commercial in your bumpers, I would be like, I once had a date at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T, and it did not go well. Hang on, I actually have, we have a commercial. Let me go ahead and, uh, here we go, hang on, here we go. Hey, Verd. Hey, Verd. Verd. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. See, there you go, the pancakes fell down. Ow, his hand. You didn't remember the commercials on the East Coast? Yes. Yes, Ernest. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. I 
I don't remember the commercials really. Listen, this I'm making like a joke. Is well done, right? Yeah, it really no, looks like did, the reindeer. Right? The reindeer are walking on the roof, and they really did a good job on that. Yeah, this production now, was, quality is good. Disney, right? Well, no, no, they produced it themselves, and Disney distributed it, and they made a bundle. Oh. They, uh, I have actually the. Where did I put it? So Ernest uh, was made for this movie was made six million dollars and it made twenty eight million dollars, and the movie Very the year nice. before goes to camp made three point. It was they made it for three point five million. Disney distributed it and made twenty eight million. Oh no! Very it made twenty four nice million. It that. made twenty four million. So these movies were very uh, lucrative when when they first started off. And there's Santa. See, everyone in prison knows it's Santa. It's just, just the bad guys. They always dismiss him, but everyone else just fully believes him. Do you remember the Run DMC movie in which Tougher Than Leather? Flav is in the cell? Yeah, Tougher Than Leather. In the beginning, he's getting out of the cell, and we hear Flavor. Yeah, right, right, right. That was the same hallway. You're kidding me? No, I don't believe you. That was shot. No, what? I did <laughs> um, Just you know, it's my, my bullshit. Well, according to them, like this, this was a this museum used to be another museum, I guess. But now it's like they but use he it for. He gets mad at the kids. He happens to be a close personal friend of mine. Nah, 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 nah. See, <laughs> eight years old. There's one point where he gives a speech defending Christmas. I thought we were watching Ernest P. Warhol's Saving Christmas. He like See, I thought in this movie we learn his last name. Like I thought I learned a big deal. I didn't know. I only know it from the commercials. Yeah. And that's so I I definitely recommend if you're watching this on YouTube Watch his commercials on YouTube. Just type in Ernest, and you'll see commercials. And there's like yeah. two, the two video cassettes, which are about 15 minutes long, are both on post on YouTube. And then I highly, highly recommend checking out a video that uh, Disney posted called "Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain," which was, uh, of course, on the Wonderful World of Disney promoting their new ride, Smash uh-huh. Mountain, starring. That's right up his alley. Yeah, well, it was a one long commercial with commercial breaks. Well, Ernest is about to ride the newest ride on Disneyland. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> We're back. and uh, We're back with more commercial, even though you don't know. He's good here. He's really good here. He uh, oh, pretends yeah. to be the vulnerable. This is Ernest. We're listening to him right now. Well, he is a good actor, and he is a good comedic actor. And him and his, uh, producer, his director, John uh, Cherry, their first movie together had Ernest as a side character. It was basically oh. a showcase of what he can do for characters, and it was called like Doctor Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. Beam. Interesting. And Gloom what? Beam. Gloom. B e a m. G l o o m, and then B e a m. Gloom Beam, uh-huh. and it's a riddle. Okay. Like, how many gloom beans does it take to screw in a light bulb? Or, you know, a gloom yeah. bean, a Scottishman and an Irishman walk into a bar, that type of thing. Right, right. Now, look at this. Now she's acting sexual. And also, check out her hair. She took all that shit out of her hair and made ponytails. Yeah, she's pretending to be the governor's daughter, right? Niece. Yeah. Niece. But, but she has, like, her hair. She, beforehand, she had braided hair with all this shit. She was punky brewstered out. Yeah, punky brewstered, right? Yeah. Right. 
And now she's totally like normal. And then when they're done with the stick, her hair is going to go back to that crazy beads. Because <laughs> they'll say like, how can Ernest afford all these makeup and uh, costumes and uh, set pieces? How can she get change her hair within such a short time? All right, so he's... Who uh, is this old man? <laughs> uh, Mr. Santos. <laughs> Mr. Santos, how have you been treated since you've been here? So they're going to convince the warden to take one of their prisoners out of jail. Right, because just, he's crazy. Just by talking hot air. My good man, <laughs> you are not Santa Claus. <laughs> You know, I, I do believe that Ernest can do characters, Ernest himself, but they should at least uh-huh. give some leeway. You know what I mean? Like, he at least would say, oh, I've always wanted to be an actor. I, there's somebody, you know, or I hear voices or whatever, because he does this mm-hmm. again later in the movie. He, he disguises himself as another one of his regular characters. I would think... Infectious yeah. Insanity. <laughs> I have to admit, this print has great close captioning on it, so you don't really have to... It's easy to follow. Yeah. Look at the beady, So they're going to convince the warden to take the prisoner out. And also, the jail cell is pretty well decorated. They got some nice stuff on the wall. It looks like my dorm room. I slept next to a toilet. (laughs) Yeah, my dorm room. Right. It's like if your girlfriend sees pictures of you in jail, you go, no, that, that was my dorm. That was my dorm. That's my roommate. Yeah. That's my other roommate. It That's... was Essex County College. <laughs> Correctional you. <laughs> yeah, correctional you. Because <laughs> uh, we going to correctional you. Hey, we did it. We, we used our brain. So he was smart enough we, to get yeah. a prisoner out of jail just by his, his talk. <laughs> and his laugh. <laughs> oh, and his threat. It's the governor's niece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, I better behave. Mr. Ho, ho, ho. Now, when does he become Ernest? Ernest Chill again. out, will you? She still doesn't believe in you. He's talking, even though he's, he's loosened his shirt and took off his glasses, but now he's sounding like Ernest. Since that Christmas, when I brought her a doll instead uh, of a yep. baseball mitt. See, that's, all, does that. that's all you have to do, Carl. Oh, yeah. All right, old man. Hey, let me get a big net and bring it to the loony bin. Uh, you wanted a big net when you were eight, Carl. Yeah. Hey, what? How'd you know? <laughs> but your father got you a chess set. Ah, I do. <laughs> I believe you. But Santa, how can you... Then you go to the old man and you say, uh, well, if you really are Santa, how can you go to everybody's house at the same time? Here's the and reason. He, oh, okay. Yeah, and it's, all, it's, all, it's different from movie to movie. Now, we're not Here's in the taxi the anymore. Bullshit. We're in uh, Ernest's truck who has a stocking behind uh, in the passenger seat. Okay, how are they dressed? Are they already back to... No, no, they can't. Well, there's a close-up of Santa right now. Yeah. But... Well, if you really are Santa, why do you do it? Oh, for the joy. He just put on the hat. Okay. Yeah, he put on the hat, but he's still wearing the suit. He looks pretty good. Oh, this is great. He plays, he always does his character. Aunt he's Elna. very disappointed well as the Mount mother. Well, well, it's one of the, my favorite drag performances because his voice is so funny. So 
superior talent <laughs> It's not like he doesn't try to be a woman, but he just... Uh, without a sliver of gratitude, who wouldn't even pick up his own mother at the airport. I'm only glad his father never lived to see the day when his son would treat his own mother this way. It's, he's fucking funny, man. I mean, yeah. yeah. The, the funniest part of this shtick is when, at the very last line, it's like, don't try to... I forget it, but the very last line is the funniest. All right, let's see. Airport, I'll be dead soon. I don't know what to do. He's with a client. That's life for you. You have two <laughs> sons, one good, one, one good, bad. One bad. And wouldn't you know it, with my luck, a good one dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's yeah, there me. it is. There's no Look. future in it. Just tell me <laughs> Don't where he try is. to side with him, honey. There's Hello, no bud. future in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ernest is like his least funny character. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> See, well, that character showed up on the TV show, too. Oh. Well, yeah. Like, before I said he was redoing shtick, and maybe that's not fair. These are his players. His, you know, Right. Well, also, if I want to, if I go to an Ernest movie, I want to see Ernest and all his characters. You know, if, ladies and gentlemen, you want to see Ernest, check out episode one thirty four of L W A F L M O Y. Thank God I mentioned the episode number at the beginning of the show. The thing is, you can't look us up that way, right? You have to do it by date. That's the only way. That's to the do reason. It. So, but if you go to our website, let's watch a full length movie on YouTube.blogspot.com, I list the date and the episode and the movie. Uh, it's an easy way to reference everything, and that way, if you do, and find- do you include the link? Yeah. To us. Yeah. Okay. okay. I just Not haven't. Just I just movie. have. I just haven't been writing summaries, uh, just because I just want to get this stuff out there. Mm-hmm. So. So you've been writing some. I just say this movie is embedded and click here and it's it's designed for people on on a laptop it's not designed for your phone because uh-huh, the audio yeah. is it sends you to the mp3 link and so the idea is that you could play it on a browser while you're watching it but there's other ways you can watch right. YouTube this, you could figure it out god damn it yep. so here's the thing I don't um, get Carl this is December yeah. 24th this guy has been unemployed TV actor for six weeks. His agent got him a new job, which starts on December 24th. Yeah, and they're already right. in the dressing room getting ready to go on set. Then there's a cast right. and crew on December 24th ready to shoot this movie. Right. Remember, they they went to an office and negotiated and they had phone call. You know, it looks like it takes place over weeks. And you're right. No one would be there on Christmas Eve. Right. So this is a little... Now, it's kind of a parody of Silent Night, Deadly Night, which was a Christmas horror movie that came out in 1984. Uh, and there's been other horror movies. Well, Black Christmas, which kind of started the slasher craze, was originally a 78 movie. And so it's kind of it's kind of saying, it's kind of saying, hey, you could be Santa Claus or you could star in a horror movie that takes place on Christmas. But the other thing they don't really apply is that this anti-Christmas horror movie, they're shooting it on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are they fucking yeah. Satanists? Is this like the Satanist lot? Right, right, right. This right. character's pretty good too, right? He uh, yeah, he's scary wants looking. to deliver the snake. I got a truckload of snakes for the <laughs> <horror> movie, folks. <laughs> it's fucking funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah, and the thing is, his character Ernest is supposed to be this stupid guy, so he's really 
if he could do all these acting things, you know what I mean? To take yeah. the brain. Well, he's an eight-year-old who with the imagination. He's a creative eight-year-old. You know how eight-year-olds kind of pretend they're like ah, snake wranglers? Daydream, uh, play, they yeah. play. Yeah, they play. So he's just playing around. But it's pretty funny. And also, look at look at the costume. I mean, come on. Yeah. We've seen Ernest's dirty, house. Dusty. Where the fuck did he get that shit? He's been working all day in the field. <laughs> dirty. And... <laughs> look, he's missing a tooth. Yeah, he's missing a tooth all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's a flap hanging off his hat. I guess the one thing that kind of collates, kind of convalesces all these characters is they always talk to the camera, right? We saw mm-hmm. the, the slick guy and the auntie and, and the snake hangler. There's always a shot of him talking directly to the camera. I got yeah, these snakes. Good. You know. <laughs> that's Don't the, try to side with the money. <laughs> no future in it. I, do you think the director John Cherry goes, "Hey, uh, I'm not Vern. My name is." Oh, right, right. You're, you're talking to the camera. You're in your character. All right, let's do another <laughs> shot. Take four. Look at the thing says snakes backwards, like the yeah. backwards. He just went ahead, but he went to the hardware store and got the lettering, the stickers to put it on there. Now, you remember how uh, they wrap it up in which they... Yeah, I mean, actually, it's a lot of effort. I'm not sure you would do it, but remember how they wrap it up? They say, you're the snake guy. <laughs> All those snakes. And they dump snakes on it. This is yeah. a, uh, according to IMDb, this is a Fox affiliate in Orlando that they shot most of this movie in. So it's a TV station. You scratch my back, I'll scratch your crack, Mel. And I watched this movie with my wife, and when we get to this scene here with the director, she goes, oh, that's the you ought to know guy. And I said, no, that's not the guy from Full House. He just looks like it. Uh, oh. So it's it looks like Which, the, 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 the Bullwinkle guy. Yeah, so Ann Action, that's uh, a guy who looks exactly like one of the guys from Full House. But he's not. He's some Florida actor that they got. Gotcha. I like how he Where just walks he? on the set. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, we'll get to him. He can't miss him, Carl. He's sitting on a fold-away chair that says "director" on it. <laughs> Here's your stereotype, sir. There he is. There yeah, he is. Does look like the Full House dude. Yeah, he looks like the Not guy. Not funny. Not funny. <laughs> well, he also uh, kind of sexually harassed uh, you on a no singer. Oh, the um, you, the Full House guy did. Yeah, that's what the song's about. Uh-huh. That he ought to know. Song? You ought to know. I'm lost in earnest right now. I can't think of any other pop culture references. Okay, okay, understood. Yeah. So here it is. Santa Claus is watching a horror movie where there's cursing and bad language and violence. Right. <laughs> See, we get a reaction shot of Santa watching this. He's going to pull out a gun. <laughs> But they're shooting this on Christmas on the twenty fourth. That's ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. Why? So they, they could. Re- he doesn't shoot him. They have to. They're rushing the production of this film so they could release it the next day. Is that what it is? Well, Did they uh, explain it. Well, let's say you shoot a Christmas movie on December twenty fourth. When do you plan to release it? In March? June? <laughs> you can let it sit on the shelf. Why don't you wait till June and then shoot it then? Get some pre production going. Now listen, I wrote this Christmas movie. It's all done. It's in the I can't say in the can. It's printed. Okay, uh-huh. it's copyrighted and it's registered with WG, uh, Writers Guild. Oh, you're for East real. Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this movie, 
Sansa has a crisis of conscience in which he realizes he must deliver presents also to little Jewish boys and girls, or he's discriminating. Uh, you don't want my opinion Reaction, on this. Please. You don't. Yes, you don't please. need. You don't need my feedback on this movie that you spent so well, much it's time on. I do need to know because the thing is written. Oh well, no, it sounds great. It, it actually sounds funny. <laughs> Come on, no, but that's what I'm afraid of. Like, if I put it out, like maybe people will be like, "You've got balls to take on a culture, Western civilization issue." Well, I'm scared about it. There's a little bit of subversive humor in it because the way that how Jews have to feel on Christmas, and the uh-huh. solution is to you know, kind of have Christianity encroach on upon them and give them presents. Now, this well, is- okay. The, gu- the, gu- the one that inspires it is because his father's sick and he needs a nebulizer. And so he goes to Santa at Macy's, you know, on 34th Street. Uh-huh. Um, and the guy, Santa's like, oh, hi, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know your name. You know what I mean? And it's sort of like, th- then he gets a letter in the mail about how this, his friend didn't, uh, you, I'm going to send it to you. I don't know. I'd love to see it. If it offends, I cannot yeah. do it because... I don't want that. And you know, the, our only <laughs> listener, myself, is going to rip you off. <laughs> You're welcome to rip me off. Uh, I, I credit you live on stage. Here's, here's my two favorite characters in this movie, is the animal control people. You guys say you have a problem with They reindeer? don't want shit to do with it. See, they're acting like fucking hicks. <laughs> right? Uh, well, we just yeah. work here. I'm looking at a magazine. With Come on, a- guys. Huh? We haven't gone all day. What's the problem, huh? We know something you don't know. Right, it like points up to the ceiling. And there's reindeer oh. on the roof. Right, and then they become such government workers. They're like, oh, that's another department. We're out of here. We're out of here. Hoofs on the roofs. The, the, roof, the roof is full of deer shit. Oh, they make that joke. They have an umbrella. Air traffic control. Yeah, get yeah, there. for poop, right? Right. <laughs> now, here's my favorite scene: is the commissary. This is uh, the studio commissary. Everyone's still in costume. Commissary. On, commissary. Excuse me, but look at them. It's <laughs> fucking December twenty fourth, and like they're shooting the Wizard of Oz Holy or some crazy staff. shit. Yeah. Maybe they're doing like a live Christmas spectacular or something. Right. All these uh, costumes from other sets. I mean, they're. And another, you know what? Another bone I have with this movie is that Santa doesn't want Joe to shave his beard because he's going to be Santa Claus. Right. Joe's on the day one on the set of production of a film where he has a beard, and then he shaves it for the film's sake. <laughs> I know that kind of didn't make sense continuity-wise for the film. Right. Well, what are you going to do with that footage with the beard, you fuckers? Yeah, that's right. They didn't think about that because the beard was a plot point. Now we're speaking of plot point. The runaway is going into Santa's magic sack. Insert joke here. These are all toys from the 80s, I guess. So she will, for personal gain, do something, you know, selfish. And she'll have to think about it hard and do something selfless. She's going to betray the man she knows as Santa Claus. There's the snake guy. You the snake guy? Yeah. Okay, bring on the snakes. Yeah, pull- we'll just unprofessionally dump them out <laughs> in public. And At least Santa's not in the truck. And I also like how he talks, like he hides his face. 
Yeah, I'm the snake guy. Well, I see how these face. They might go, you're not the snake guy. You're Ernest. Yeah, that's the thing. Why would he be hiding? Yeah. I found uh, one of the links on Wikipedia went to uh, South Sentinel, the Florida newspaper article from 1985, and they're uh-huh. on the set of a commercial. And one of the things that I thought was really funny was that it was very dismissive of the director. Uh, he said, they called him like fat. Let me find it. The pudgy guy chomping jelly rolls is what he called uh, John Cherry. <laughs> and then at one point he says that he has his own nickname that he gave himself called Buster. And I thought that was so funny that, like, here's this journalist dismissing this guy. He came up with his own nickname. He's a pudgy guy eating jelly rolls. His nickname is Bust Her Cherry. <laughs> you fucking printed that in the newspaper. <laughs> if your last name is Cherry, of course your nickname will be Buster. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Buster Cherry? Excuse me? Well, that's funny, Pudgy Man. I'll put that in the newspaper. <laughs> okay. All right, you fucker. You idiot. <laughs> idiot. They call me Liquor. Liquor Cherry. <laughs> what you, that's not my real name, but my nickname is Liquor. <laughs> liquor Cherry. <laughs> Hello, is Liquor there? Liquor what? who? A cherry. You are, you son of a bitch. <laughs> is there a liquor cherry in there? Liquor? No, it doesn't quite work right. Uh, Buster cherry is like, funny. Has anybody seen Mike Mike Hunt? Right. Work, but has anybody seen liquor cherry? It doesn't kind of doesn't. You like Mike Hunt, right? I I didn't know you had one, but I <laughs> would like it because I'm a guy. All right, how about this? Do you like my cock? <laughs> I like your rooster. Yeah, all right. Oh, uh, this is a good bit with the snakes on uh, Ernest's face. I got a big laugh out of this. He just keep talking. <laughs> he just wait for the moment he realizes. Is yeah. there a problem? Is there a problem? They'll be bunched in there like caterpillars or snakes. Oh. Ah. <laughs> Does he even bother? <laughs> That was some double take. I'm not sure what she's doing. She's like hiding toys. Yeah, because she pulled all these toys out of the bag and she's just hiding it. She acts more like a kid than he does. Mm-hmm. Like a true kid. That's what a know kid Know what I do. mean? I forgot about that know what I mean thing. We don't... Know, know what I mean, Vern? All the time, yeah. Yeah. Know what I mean? Well, that's why it's I like sort the... Sort com- of like um, in rap how they do know what I say. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the funny part of those commercials is that that's the tagline and you wait for it and then he just says something completely different and it's funny and then I'll do the know what I mean. Yeah. You know, well, usually d- he does it when he gives an opinion. Right. Oh, absolutely. Uh, or when he's trying to promote... One of the, my wife and I really enjoyed one of the commercials where it's from Vern's perspective and Vern opens his eyes, he's lying in bed and hovering over him is Ernest holding a can of caffeinated mellow yellow. And he goes, hey, Vern, look what I found in your fridge. Time to wake up. It's like you wake up and there's this fucking madman hovering over you with a can I'm about to do. I found your mellow yellow. <laughs> it's like, what's the dream? Oh, this guy's all over. Uh, one point, one commercial, Vern uh, goes into a shower and there's Ernest taking a shower, talking about, like, I don't know, electrical equipment or something 
They uh, so, so they, now she's making her lie. Yeah, and they don't care. I have to see my cousin with some clothes, and I'm not going to the most important thing that we're doing today. If this movie was shot now and it was shot in the city, it would be like, I'm going to go get some clean needles. All right, see you later. I'm lying. I'm actually stealing this, your stuff. Look what a quaint little neighborhood he lives in. If he was an Uber driver, he would not be able to afford this house. This well, is like, yeah, he's like, he's like, it's pretending to be lower middle class, but it's really no, he's got a middle boat. middle class. Yeah, he's got a house. He's got a boat. Uh, right, and everything's well repaired. Yeah, yeah, he has a boat. It's filled with doohickeys. Look, her hair is yeah, like complicated like, thing back again. Yeah, well, she's had time now, right? right. She took a shower, woke up, got okay. ready for the day. So, so. 7 a.m., she did her hair, she got into costume, they went to broke out, uh, and then... Oh, yeah, it's yeah. still the 24th. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, wait a minute, is it or is it Christmas Day? None of this, it could be Christmas, I don't know, but none of this movie time-wise does make sense. You could not do this all When did they shoot? before well, we, Christmas. Right. Well, no, this is still the afternoon because he went from the set. Santa went to the set, had lunch with Joe, and then came over here. Okay. What the fuck? So it's still conceivable that this is happening all in one day. Yeah, well, that's that's exactly the premise, though, because Ernest is going to save Christmas on Christmas Eve. But the thing is, it's like, remember the negotiations with um, the movie people? Yeah. Yeah, it's that's like, Christmas night. That's have, Christmas Eve night. It doesn't make sense. Well, either they're you know, all... Because it would, that would take place over, we're offering you this, sign the contract. You've already shot some of it, and you want me it, to sign it doesn't, the contract? It doesn't make sense. You're on Christmas, the night of Christmas Eve, like two hours from Mass, and you're negotiating <laughs> a Christmas movie that you're shooting. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It was right. an Easter Bunny movie, a Valentine movie, if you want to rush it out in theaters or whatever. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Unless you're doing it live Christmas Day, there's no reason to be rushing the production and negotiation. That's right. We're doing a New Year's Eve where we have five different stories. Film, film, film. We got to do it tonight. <laughs> Is that that, that, by midnight. that was that movie, New Year's Eve. That was actually shot on December 24th and released in theaters down to December 29th. <laughs> that was Penny Marshall's last uh, movie that she appeared on screen. Uh-huh. She shows up. Yeah, too bad she passed, by the way. She, it is too bad that she passed. She was a really good director. And, uh, of course, yeah. Vernon Shirley was great. And uh, Right. So she, she has her brother, Gary Marshall, who also passed away, directed uh, New Year's Eve. And there's a scene where there's a party and Penny Marshall as herself is at a bar, is at a party. And this uh, um, caterer comes up and she says, Penny says, are you an actress? And she goes, oh, yes, I am. And she says, well, can you act getting me a martini? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last on screen present. Pre- oh, that's awful. It's just such an old joke, too. Is it? Oh, it's yeah. So but it's mean. Yeah, it's not really lighthearted. No, it is not lighthearted. It's laughing at your expense in your face. We're laughing at you. It's not nice. And if you go, ah, ha, ha, that means you like that the person got jumped. It's not like it's best here. Well, I was angry because I never saw a follow-up whether or not she did get that drink. <laughs> Penny Marshall, she got to drink. Well, I would, I would still fire the caterer. Okay, here we go. The Amtrak station in Orlando. What was your father's name? 
Her father? No, her brother was Gary Marshall. Oh, brother. Yeah. Her brother, Gary. See, I think I like the name Gary Marshall, you know, but Penny, it just seems, it just sounds so cheap. Well, it's Patricia, isn't it? Penniford. No, I love this. A runaway on Christmas Eve goes to an Amtrak sure, and says, no problem. I want to get out of here. And where are you going? I'm not anywhere. the cop. Yeah, yeah, all right. Anywhere. No, just give me the money. Just give me your money. Nothing to answer. He probably has like a prostitution ring going on in the back. You want to make some easy money before your flight, your trip? Yeah, this guy. Yeah. Probably runs a weird thing in the Amtrak. So it's an Amtrak station from 30 years ago. It looks pretty cool. And yeah, look at the wooden benches. Yeah. Actually, maybe you would find that today. I think in Penn Station, Newark. There's Newark's, something. yeah. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, the last time I've been to that, that Penn Station was probably about 20-odd years. But it had wooden... Oh. Yeah, it had wooden things. They used to take it back and forth. There's the Orlando Sentinel newspaper box. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, you have the old man. The old men are waiting at the bus stop scene. <coughs> One thing How's I do... How's your day going? Yeah. One thing I do like about this Ernest movie is that they're not all white people in this film. That they actually kind of consider they're they're in America and in Florida, and there there's scenes where there's people of color in Ernest movies, and that that I give a props because usually these films would just be lily white. You know, Christmas movies. Why? Because it's Disney, or yeah, it's Disney. It's a Christmas movie. It's they don't really need to. They're not really worried. You know, they're just like whatever. So it was it was just a nice touch to see like actual other people <laughs> than white the people of color in this African Americans gotcha. yeah and, and that was awkward and and little people employment well of course it's a Christmas movie you have to have your elves he throws the sack in the garbage I got arrested for sticking my sack in the garbage <laughs> well you were inappropriate <laughs> yeah. Sir, can you pull up your pants? It's worse. <laughs> so where are we Sir, now? It's just your sack. So we're yep, back at the airport yep. on Christmas Eve, and you could tell it's Christmas Eve because of the tinsel around. Yeah, there's Ryder and Eastern <coughs> Airlines. Oh my goodness! Well, Disney must have. Di- oh no, you said it wasn't done with Disney. It was done. Maybe that's why they have such a great budget to have reindeer up there. Right. Down. Oh, you I'm know, sure. They- I'm not saying it's good. I think well, it's the producers actually. are the ad agency, so they I think they know when it comes to getting ads in, into movies. Uh-huh. Okay, so finally, Bobby and Chuck and Ernest all meet. Your name, Al? We marry our no, storylines. Right, it's like in Crash when the characters intersect. So... Is your name Elms? I know it's not. Uh, it's not funny. These flea bags for a fellow named Elms. It's Elves, you idiot. That's me in the audience. Good questions, and he better have some real good answers. Uh, Why does he have to answer to you guys? Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Bobby showed up in a bunch of those of these movies. You know, uh, there was a certain point where Ernest stopped going theatrical, and then his movies mm-hmm. were just released on video. Right. Slam dunk Ernest. Ernest goes to Africa and Ernest in the army. It was the last one. And apparently <laughs> er, Ernest the pirate was in production and just the footage has never been seen. And Did uh, he pass away? Yeah, he passed away in 2000. He was 50 years old. He had lung cancer. 
and went into brain cancer. Uh, he was a heavy smoker, apparently, but it's still pretty young for 50. Well, I saw his plea to everyone not to smoke from this hospital bed. That's what he did? Yep. I, I know one of the Ernest commercials is Ernest is, uh, Vern is smoking, and you can see the smoke in front of the camera. Uh, and he says, you know, you don't want the, you don't want the big C. Send me smoking. Cool. Yeah. All right, here are Santa's little helpers, both of them. Mm-hmm. With their ears. I didn't look up the act- these actors' uh, credits, but hopefully they had better roles. They really look old. Right, they're not children playing elves. They're actually, like, older. Ugh. Ernest. Ow! Right, this guy can't stop being funny. Yeah. I mean, he didn't need to do that. This wasn't the time in the movie that had to happen. No, but he opened the car door and he hit himself and he had to say, ow. (laughs) (laughs) That is commitment to the bit, to the character. Now, this is when Vern screws up and ruins Christmas. Vern? Uh, Excuse me, Ernest. Well, he's going to run over those spike tires. Uh, tires went over the spikes. Yep. Well, what are we going to do? It's, uh, oh, well, I guess there's no Christmas this year. And he's on the bus. So we've seen, uh, this movie has planes, trains, buses, trucks, taxi cabs, a lot of transport. Okay, here's a beef I have, Carl. He's outside the Orlando okay. Children's Museum, and he's right at the park bench, and behind him is the sign. And the sign has two things on it. It has the words Orlando Children's Museum, and it right. also has a built-in digital clock, which serves no okay. other purpose than to, uh, uh, to serve the plot. That we can see a countdown. Yeah. But that you, that's not good. I mean, that's okay. What? Come on, name me the last museum you saw that had a fucking clock on their sign. Oh, you say it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't yeah, make sense. It's not a national like a bank. bank. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. Gotcha. Uh, okay, now of course he's going to run away, and then she's going to overhear the true meaning of Christmas from a family also taking the, the you train. You don't still believe in that stuff, do you? Hi, uh, I'm having a crisis of conscience. Yeah, I mean, you're eight years old. It's kind of marginal to still believe in Santa Claus, right? Uh, no, eight years old. My kids believed until maybe 10, 11. Right. Well, believe what? That Santa isn't real? What are you saying? That is real. He is real, yeah. Damn right. Yeah, and then sometimes they would be like, um, like my one kid was like, um, I don't think Santa's real. How could he go all the places? And I said, Scott. God, what happens every Christmas? You track him through NORAD. Right. The government. You think the <laughs> government is going to waste time on some right. super, stupid pretend thing? This year the government closed and they still kept that yeah. open. Okay, here we are. The notorious business meeting on Christmas we Eve all night. Christmas right, guys. These reflect the figures that we discussed. And by the way, this is the Florida film industry. They do have a Hollywood sign, but with the words Florida on it. This must have been shot in the agency's uh, uh, boardroom. Look, look how 80s is the agent. He even has a sweater jacket and the, the sleeves are rolled up. Well, yeah, you see, it's that big puffy look. Yeah. And it isn't big shoulders because that's girls. 
Also, uh, Joe shaved, and once he shaved, I go, I recognize this actor. I know who right. this guy is. Yeah, yeah. The, the power. The, these are go for it. Come on, you got to go for it, man. Roll the dice. It's the '80s. Go for it. <laughs> uh, here's the sand. The elves are all set up with magical uh, rope that glows. It's the, they're all set. Well, I mean, it's clearly Christmas lights. It's plastic tubing, right? Yeah, right. But does it have? Does the reins have to have Christmas lights? Have to be Christmas lights? It doesn't make. It's a magical I sleigh, know. I guess. It looks better. The 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 reindeer have the magic. They don't need any. Rainbow's got the magic. They were on the ceiling upside down. That's true. There's some air traffic controllers that are still employed in the 80s. Look, he's using binoculars. Right. But also, did you notice that his female colleagues showed up and gave him coffee? She comes oh, this... come on. What are you going to say? That's sexist? <laughs> she comes in with two cups of coffee. He places one down on his, with him. Yeah, that's a little sexist. Oh, come on. Oh, she just was doing him a favor? She is a co-worker situation, and her job is to get him coffee. No, but maybe sometimes he gives her coffee and we didn't see that part. Yeah, I don't see. Well, she actually hangs around and he talks business to her, so he is a contem- she is a contemporary. All right, here we go. A colleague, a colleague. A colleague. What did I say? Contemporary? Contemporary, you know, like same time period. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm saying. Whoa, anymore. look at it go. Yeah, this is great direction. It's a rocket. Show very little of it as fast as you can. And you can save money on uh, special effects. Well, I'm Santa um, Claus. Sure you are, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> if you take a quick look at the controls, you'll see a GAF viewfinder. Yeah, what's that? Uh, it Gee. was like a wheel in which okay. you would see a little, not negative, a positive, but a little, you know, a viewfinder. Uh, oh, e- I see. Yeah, I guess. Okay, well, it's like, there, see, the binoc- Okay, never mind. You know, I, I also, I, I did a little research, but the only thing of interest with this cast is that uh, Harmony Star later uh, was one of the Amy Fishers in the TV movies during the 90s. You know, there was like three TV movies about Amy that Fisher. That right. She was Amy Fisher, my own words. Interesting. So she played the uh, suspected killer. Uh, let's see what else. She I, played Amy. Yeah, she was Amy. She was actually Amy. Wow. So yeah, the museum was the Orlando Science Museum, and now it's just used for something else. Oh, another thing about Amy, uh, about our Harmony Star, is that she says mm-hmm. she doesn't eat meat. And watching okay. this movie, there's one scene where she goes, "Oh, I don't eat uh, meat," and then she goes, "Are those bacon cheeseburgers?" Right. Yeah. I caught that. Such a thing. Okay, so here's our friend Mary and Santa. I yeah. think they're falling in love. Left. Yeah, they are. Remember at the end, he remembers his name, or yeah, right, because he's no longer Santa Claus. He becomes immortal after. after Maybe he doesn't remember his name, but he starts going by it again. It's Seth Applegate. Right, right. It's pretty funny. Jewish to me. Applegate sounds Jewish to you. I know, but Seth is a Seth. Yeah, but Seth Goldman is a little more Jewish than Seth Applegate. Yeah, Applegate sounds very like um, waspy. Did you ever watch Fernwood Tonight? 
Where Ernest, uh, uh-huh. he he was on that show for a while. Not as Ernest though. Yeah, different character. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're getting to the point in which Joe is going to accept this. Except being Santa. He's now run off. No, sir. He's quitting the movie. Right. This is the point where like it all clicks. Santa's mission is there. You are Santa, yep. and I am going to be Santa. Let's say I believe in Christmas. For a movie that keeps Christ in Christ, at Christmas, there's no Jesus Christ in this movie. Jesus Christ. Yes, I He's agree. not in this movie. No. <laughs> Maybe Jesus shows up and like, that is Santa. Okay, Jesus. Oh, yeah, he does this John Wayne. Oh, that's another thing watching this movie that is so 80s to me is that the references are from the 50s, you know? At one point, the Harmony Star goes, dun, 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 dun. Dragnet. That's Dragnet from the 60s. Right? I mean, no kid today knows. Yes, and I don't think it was in... Sometimes you'd see repeats of it in our day. Well, the Dragnet movie came out in 88, the the comedy remake with uh, Tom Hanks. Right, right. So it was still in the Which pop was culture. was good, as I recall. Uh, recall it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's it's uh the theme is from Art of Noise, and it's it they play it completely wacky, and for that reason, I like it. But you know, I, I think at the time I was a little disappointed. I don't know. I, it's an interesting choice to take a TV show and play it for laughs like that. Well, I mean, Dan Aykroyd would do that character, and so well, right. But I think he, they took it to its extreme to make a film. Well, because uh, by that point, Jack Webb has passed away, but his partner, Harry Morgan from MASH, was there. So he he was kind of the connecting tissue. Right. He was there, yeah. and he was dead serious, and I, I think Dan Aykroyd was his cousin or some guy who, who emulated them. And then, you know, Tom Hanks showed up as a party guy. There we go, FTD, right in front of you. And under it is the clock. Under it is the clock. 29. Just so happened that Billboard has a digital clock underneath it. So weird. Oh, it's five thirty. I better. I have a half hour to order flowers. And that's the. Uh, that's Joe. He's looking at his watch now. All the time. Now this matters. And she's walking around with that. <laughs> they are sack. falling in love. Uh, let's see what. January the seventeenth, nineteen thirty-one. Shocked. A smart Alex sister thought it was time you learned the quote unquote truth. But nobody knows that except for me and my sister. You must be Santa Claus. <laughs> Here she comes. Oh. Santa! Santa! I stole your sack. I stole it, right? But I'm giving it right back. Yeah, ain't I a good girl? I don't deserve no call for Christmas, Santa. Sandy, don't be giving me coal in my stockings this year. But there's going to be trouble, you hear? Yeah. Nobody pushes around Harmony Star. I'm going to be much better, Santa. I'm going to go back to my mom and get go get my job as a newspaper boy. Extra, extra. <laughs> Newsy. Runaways act like newsies. Yup. What do you know about that? I should still say this is a lily white cast, but it's just nice to see that they put in, it's not all white. 
I don't know why I'm, I'm digging a, a hole with that, but... <laughs> Oh, it's a moment of truth. I'm gonna, and I'm going to go home. Yay! Sure she I wish they'd wrap her story up because she's a damn bore. Yeah. Especially when I told her who I was with. Well, she's from, what, Tennessee? And she's out in Florida or something like that? It doesn't make sense. She's from, like, Midwest with right. a New York accent. Uh-huh, and New York attitude. All right, there's Ernest. But she's a mean kid of the street. I mean, that would be a Newsy. Newsy's from Manhattan, right? Yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah, see? And there he goes. I also... Uh, there comes Joe. It's all going to wrap up, and Ernest is going to show up at a hyperdrive. And this is all shot on the loca- on uh, in the lot. It's just easy peasy. Just get everyone in the scene and call it a day. Oh, yeah. So there's Joe. I'm ready. I believe you. I also believe you. Say, Look, there's a clock. 651. It fucking drives you mad. 657, right? It's getting near. Time what? to start going. Yeah, but but Christmas Eve has already happened around the world. This is in Florida. It's 7 o'clock in Florida. Right, in Florida. East Coast time. So yeah. it's earlier in... It's earlier in Europe. Yeah. Earlier in... Middle East, yeah. And also the day started at 7 a.m. according to the screen. So this is 12 hours. All this stuff occurred in 12 hours. Nobody wants a cup of coffee. <laughs> no one's taking a cat nap, power nap. Yeah, and there's some older characters here we're talking about. Oh, goodness, goodness. Have you any of those amphetamines left? <laughs> uh, if you're a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Bloomington. She's from Bloomington, Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, three minutes to seven. Florida time. Okay, here comes... uh, Where's the sleigh? We wait, we wait, and then on cue comes... His special effects is great. Thank God he's wearing his vest and T-shirt, or he would be freezing on that yeah, sleigh he'd be ride. Freezing up there. Yeah. Know what I it's mean? It's always that scene when those Christmas movies. It's an open air sleigh. Uh-huh. Everybody's fine. Yeah. There's the winds blowing their hair. Right. He's literally circling the earth in that last shot. He's fine. Yeah, that's right. He was in hyperdrive. Like like Superman made time go backwards. Right. But that was Superman. Oh, so that now is Joe so is... It's so amazing that Joe's Santa Claus... Let's give it a try. Can he really do that? If anybody can. Oh, shut up, Seth Applegate. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Santa <laughs> anymore. I need two of my best helpers. What a coincidence. Well, we have our two. Joe, now Santa Claus, is going to wish upon a star and Ernest is going to land right in front of him. Says to Punky Brewster, do you still want to be a runaway for about four more hours? <laughs> oh, he fantasized snow. And this is what I'm talking about. The businessman in the beginning of the movie says, all I want for Christmas is snow. <laughs> and he gets his wish. So here we are in Orlando. Let's listen to the business. We got Look, to the we business close man. the deal tonight or not at all. Yeah, the deal. I'm talking about the deal. What MacGuffin are you talking about? 
Looks out the window. What? Oh. Oh. I got my wish. Just like home. See, closure. Movie's well done. Yeah. It's not a bad movie. You're absolutely right. It irks me that it's based on a commercial and that it's Christmas and that it starts off with the Coca-Cola ads. Yeah. But in that Malu and the parameters they provide, it's very entertaining, which is also insidious. <laughs> Uh-oh. Looks like the sleigh stop. We're going to fall from the ozone. He is a living cartoon. I got to give it up to Jim Varney. He does play it perfectly. Yeah, he does. And it's exaggerated. And it's like he didn't become Jim Carrey, but he... No. He has that exaggerated overacting thing going on. Uh, like, uh, what was his name? Uh, La La, nice lady. Uh, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Yeah. yeah. He reminds me a lot of Robin Williams in that he's yeah. able to improvise and, and be in the moment and, and pull something that you don't expect. Air brakes. <laughs> See, that's just like Bugs Bunny. It's a living cartoon. And he also, oh, you know another thing I noticed about this movie? Ernest yeah. talks to the camera. He just turned to the camera and talked to us like he does in the commercials. At one point, Santa Claus acknowledges the camera. Like he looks, excuse me, he looks right in the camera. Santa did it, not just, uh, not just, uh, Jim. Um, Ernest? Yeah, he shoots a look to the camera during this film. I don't know. Did you know, uh, so Ernest, before we wrap up, he had a book. That was that sold over thirty thousand copies. It was called the Ernest P. Worrell Book of Knowledge. Uh, K N A W. Are you being earnest right now? Is he? Yeah. No, that's a different book. The importance of being earnest. You got the wrong book. I wanted <laughs> the Arnold's Arnold's Book of Knowledge. I just thought that was. I mean, can you imagine a fad that's based on a guy's voice and physical appearance and is a fucking book? Well, Joe. Yeah, kind of. These are yours now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I love him on the commercials. I'll see him in a movie. I, I'm getting an accent on this. You know what? I love him so much, I'll read his book. Know what I mean? I can't wait to go on Splash Mountain, Vern. Hey, Vern. Splash Mountain. Bye, fellas. See, it's, you can see in the clock, it says 659. Know what I mean? in the book that says I uh, can't have a driver for one night? Nowhere at all. I think it's a fine idea. <laughs> The elves are like, no. So Vern, yeah, Vern's acting like a kid. <laughs> Son, would you like to ride the, drive the car? Would I? I he guess got, so. He is a big child, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that ever left. I don't think he ever turned that character kind of like, I mean, Pee-wee would go dark a lot of times. Yeah. Pee-wee would go sexual and that felt dark. Yeah. Well, because originally Pee Wee was more of a parody of of those children's host shows. Children, yeah, the first one. Yeah. The HBO special for sure. Based on the play. Yep. Oh, all right, here we go. They're off on the sleigh, and Santa Claus is macking off the old lady. He's got his hand over her shoulder already. Oh, now his hands off. Been formally introduced. My name is Mary Morrissey. <laughs> well, once upon a time, I was called Seth Applegate. I uh, guess I am again. I guess I am again. 
Good. The credit slicer has a different last name. It's like Morrison, oh. not Morrissey. See, this is a well-done movie. The camera pans out on a dolly shot of the happy couple that, that yep. fell in love. There's a little romance in this movie. Yeah. It gives you everything. And then, of course, as they go to the sky, every Christmas movie has to have the sleigh slip by and then words appear on the screen, like Merry Christmas. Yep. Merry Christmas to all and to all good night. Know what I mean? Obligatory. See that? I don't want any trouble from you this time. That is a E. F. E. F. E. F. E. F. E. F. Is this a funny bit? I think we. I love this bit. I think it's funny. Look, that is E Bunny. F. And there comes the Easter Bunny. E Bunny. F. E. Wow, we did it, Carl. We watched Ernest Saves Christmas. That just happened. Now, I just want to say about the switcheroo that this isn't going to happen again. This was a one-time incident. Oh, oh, no. Come on. You're not going to pick... I want you to pick another movie. I want you to pick... Is this because I made you watch Biodome? I will pick another movie in the future. All right. Well, as the end end credits roll, uh, I will... Uh, we will watch a trailer listen to a trailer for next week's movie uh, which I have selected what'd you think of Ernest Save Christmas? I really enjoyed it yeah me too and I think like if there were some very horrible Ernest movies that the joke was over long ago yeah so I'm glad we picked one of the ones in which we were you laughing picked. during it yeah, yeah. no I, I think the guy is very talented I mean he did uh, Slinky Dog and Toy Story you know it's funny uh he was on The Simpsons as well as Chuck in this movie. Chuck was uh-huh. also on The Simpsons as Big Daddy during the spinoff episode during the 90s. And uh, Jim Carney played a uh, Carney. Varney played a Carney on The Simpsons uh-huh. as well. Varney oh, played a Carney. Yeah, it was very funny. At it. Which is funny because The Simpsons would piss on, the, on Ernest, but you know, everyone respected him. And Jim Carney was also in that weird season of Roseanne where Dan died. And oh. he, he was like a prince or something. Yeah. Dan died, the father? Yeah, the, the father. star guy? Yeah, like the last season he dies and, sh- and uh, they become millionaires. How did he come back in the... They just don't acknowledge tournament. it. They don't... They don't. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, they just came back. That's okay with me, actually. Yeah, and now they have... Like, what I thought if she got kicked off her own show and they rebooted it as the Connors, they should have just have her never existed. Right? Like, Dan died. That would have worked, too. Yeah. That would have really worked. That's the only sitcom. on. Can you think of another sitcom where the couple dies? Like, he he was dead for a season, and now they're starting an episode, a uh, season where yeah. she's dead. Archie Bunker had Edith die. For Archie Bunker's place. Right, right, right. But, okay, full disclosure, yeah. I have a show to do, so I am in the car now, and I'm happy <laughs> right. to continue talking, but I think I should just be honest. I'm going to... Mute out while I get a little gas. Like, so I just wanted to be honest about where I was. Okay, well, I mean, why don't I... I'm just waiting for the credits to end, but why don't I just go ahead and play the next movie. Are you ready? Yeah, very much. Let me see if I can find a, a, a trailer for it. It's going to be great to get back to researching, not joking. I've missed. I've had two weeks off, and I've kind of missed it. Well, I don't see a trailer. Next week, we're going back to the well. National Lampoon's Golf Punks is posted on YouTube, uh, and that is in, from 1998, and it's a Tom Arnold, Snobs, Bad News Bears, 
golf club comedy. Uh, so what's it uh, called again? Golf punks, National Lampoon's P-U-N-K-S. golf punks. Yeah, golf punks. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we've been watching a lot of National Lampoon movies. I also want to mention, last week I listened to the show, I gave a shout-out to my late father because he had died. I do miss my father. It it sounded very weird. I was like, a shout-out to my dead dad, the end. Uh, But obviously I I really do miss him, and that's the reason why I brought it up. So I thought I would cover my base. And I'll apologize for anything I said about this episode next week as well. Uh, All right, I'll be right back. Hold on. I'm so sorry. I'm getting a little gas here. All right, you know what? Actually, I, I don't have a trailer for Golf Punks. I just have some guy posted my scene from National Lampoon's Golf Punks. So it's a 23-second clip. I'll play that, and then we'll get out of here. Carl, what show are you going to right now? Uh, right now I'm going to Scotty's uh, Comedy Cove, Pub and Comedy Cove, for a 7 p.m. show. I'll okay. I appreciate it. I actually have to run off and do my own show at Kavika's Ocean Beach Deli, which starts at 5.30 here in San Francisco. I will be doing a New Year's Eve show at our little theater in San Francisco, and that's an 8 o'clock show. You can find that more information on the Internet. Let's listen to Golf Punks. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Mike. See you again. See you again. Thank you, audience. Here is Golf Punks. Not sure. I can get air conditioning thrown in. Absolutely. You know, brother. Are you still negative? Because I might need to borrow a couple quarts. Oh, my God. Ow, what happened to you? <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> That's it. Thanks a lot. See you next week. Let's watch a full-length On YouTube with Hi, this is Carl. Uh, uh, I, I'm Mike's friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and the way champagne tickles my nose. I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at 
Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Yeah. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Rockin' the bar, 
Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't. (laughs) know anything about it sorry all on my limited view yes every tuesday from 12 to 2 uh oh you can if you can also find us on apple Podcasts. oh yeah and google play and stitcher itunes oh you already said that tune in radio uh stitcher you said that spotify oh my god there's just so many and overcast um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. Yep. That kind of suck balls. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo!
Listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. everyone's dietary needs they don't have meat rainbow grocery cooperative an amazing san francisco staple since 1975 for all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs go to timstesseract.com Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look, but that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday six to eight on Joke Workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday 7 to 9 with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Asiento. Come in after work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. 
The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought-provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Muni Radio at MuniRadio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.